everyone, and welcome back to All Careers Considered at the Walter Center Podcast. Today, I'm here with Cherish Pryor, Indiana State Representative and Democratic Floor Leader. Representative Pryor graduated from IU Bloomington in 1993 with her bachelor's in criminal justice and also has her master's in public affairs. And today, we're going to talk about her career in state politics and how she's really used her skills and passions to make an impact, um, starting from when she was a student at IU to being a well-established professional in the state of Indiana. So thanks for being here today, Cherish. No problem. Glad to be here. Yeah, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about you. Um, tell me a little bit, you know, where you're from and kind of how you ended up here today. Okay, all right. Um, well, I was actually born and raised in Mississippi. So um, I moved to Fort Wayne, Indiana when I was almost 16. I graduated from Fort Wayne Southside. Um, was fortunate enough to um, get into the groups program. It's a summer program at IU. Um, and I did that. And um, after leaving uh, IU, graduated and moved back to Fort Wayne for a couple of years, working for GTE. Um, at the time, GTE is now part of AT&T. Uh, I worked there for a little while. And then after that, got an internship with the House of Representatives, moved to Indianapolis, and I have been here since 1995. So that's kind of my my pathway to Indianapolis and um, politics in a short form. Very cool. So I'm curious to hear a little bit about if politics was something that you always thought that you were interested in going into or kind of what inspired you to take that step in your career. So, you know, oddly enough, um, I did not know that I wanted to do politics when I was younger. Um, but my grandmother, when I was in Mississippi and my grandparents raised me, my grandmother was very involved in registering people to vote and advocating. She was really, you know, there are a lot of people, we hear a lot of, uh, of the heroes of the civil rights movement. Um, but there are a lot of unsung heroes of the civil rights movement that were doing a lot of things for, uh, civil rights and justice and, and voting. And my grandmother was one of those individuals. And so um, I just remember when I was young, uh, we would get up early in the morning. Um, she, my aunt, who's four years older than me, and we would go um, living in Mississippi. We would drive down these dirt roads, registering people to vote just literally all day. And uh, for me at that time, you know, because I was so young, I knew that she was doing something really important um, because she got us up, us up that early in the morning to do that. But we would also always stop at the store and get snacks. And so I was really always excited about stopping at the store getting snacks. I would get pop and, and candy because we didn't have a lot. My grandparents didn't keep all that stuff um, at home. So I was really excited about what the snack time was going to be, the lunch time. That was, that's what excited me. So um, being involved and seeing that, and as I grew older, um, it, it just kind of all clicked. And then I realized really how important voting was. I, I became aware of what she was doing, I'm not knowing how important it was at that time because I was young and I just wanted to have the good snacks and the great lunch. Um, but um, 
watching her and seeing the respect that people gave her and my grandfather because all the things that they were doing in the community and you know working the polls on election day because she did that as well and having my aunt and I with her um, those things I think stuck in my mind in the back of my mind um, not knowing what they were then but you know, now coming to appreciate what they, what she was doing. And it played a, a big role in who I am today. And I always give her credit for the good or bad uh, for my political career. Oh, that's a really cool story. It sounds like your, your grandma is an awesome person. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to fast forward a little bit to um, when you were an IU student and you were getting ready to graduate and, you know, you're getting ready to take your, your criminal justice degree and enter into the working world. What was that like for you kind of going through job interviews and kind of trying to figure out exactly what you wanted to do with your career as, you know, a 22 year old? What was that like for you? <sighs> You know, it was really scary. You know, um, by that time, I had gotten used to being at IU. Um, I was because I always did also did um, um, the summer programs there. So I spent really, you know, year round at IU, except for maybe the holidays. I was there, so it was kind of, you know, scary going out and um, trying to find a job and hoping and praying that you get interviews with different companies or you know being a criminal justice major or probation departments in in um, in my particular field of study um, it was it was scary but it was challenging um, I finally uh, landed a job with um, GTE which was not in my area of study um, well actually you know what let me take that go back a little bit now I'm thinking about all this stuff, things that I've done. I did actually have a job in my uh, field. I was a loss prevention officer for Ellis Ayers at the time. So we don't even have Ellis Ayers back then. The loss prevention officer is really like the in-house security for the department store. So I did use my major when I first graduated. <laughs> I forgot about that. So that was really exciting. Um, it was exciting when I got that job. So it was a part-time job in addition to that. I also worked at GT. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's a great, it's, it's just a great experience. Yeah. Great experience, but it's a scary experience, but great experience. You know, you don't have yep. a choice. You just got to kind of have to move forward. Absolutely. That's so true. Um, so obviously now you're in a role in which you're able to really make a difference in people's lives um, and impact your community, especially at the political level. So how challenging is that? You know, is there anything that surprised you about it or anything, you know, that make, makes the work hard or maybe also equally rewarding? So um, I was an intern for the House of Representatives. Uh, and so I knew even though I was a freshman, I had a lot of experience and knowledge of how the process works and how you build relationships. So I had that as um, an advantage for me understanding the process. The disappointments, though, has been um, being in a super minority of a super minority of a super minority. And um, those three super minorities is that I'm a female super minority. I'm an African-American, super minority, and then I'm a Democrat, 
super minority. And so um, the frustration is um, trying to get stuff done knowing that you are that super minority three times over in um, every day that I walk through that state house, I know that I bring those things which are wonderful assets in that I have with me, but also knowing that um, because of that, sometimes people, you know, may not want to listen to you because you're a woman. Um, people don't think that your issue is important because it may be an issue that specifically um, focuses on or um, the minority community or African-American community or, you know, being in a political setting, just not wanting to hear your bills because, you know, you're a Democrat. And so those things are, are, are frustrating. However, the one thing that I, um, what I can do is use my voice. You may not hear my bill, um, but you can't stop me from raising my hand and speaking the truth that I know and um, speaking up for the people in my district. So, you know, even though I may not get my bill heard, um, I still have, you know, can do press releases, press conferences, um, say something on Facebook or Twitter. Um, and then depending on what the bill is, stand on the floor of the chamber and speak in support or against the bill that, um, that I do or don't support. And also um, uh, letting my feelings be known in committee meetings uh, as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. It sounds like you are just really killing it and making such a difference. <laughs> and um, I really admire you for that. So well, I guess, thanks. yeah, of course. So to kind of wrap things up, um, you know, the sort of the goal of this podcast is to help students and young, young professionals realize all of their career opportunities and kind of figure out how they can pursue those opportunities. So what would you tell a student who might be, you know, maybe they just graduated or they're graduating this year and they want to be just like you when they get older, and maybe they do fall into one of those minority categories or super minority, as you mentioned, um, what kind of advice would you give to that student? Well, I will tell them um, to never give up and um, don't allow pe other people to uh, determine what um, your fate is going to be for your career choice. If you're interested in politics, um, get involved and get engaged in a campaign. We have internships available here at the um, Indiana House of Representatives and also at the Senate. They're paid internships. There are a lot of internships that are not paid, but they're paid or internships. They are a great opportunity to open doors for individuals um, to, one, learn the legislative process. Two, a lot of our interns go on to be staff people as well. They get hired on. Um, and those are pretty good paying jobs. I think they're like $36,000 is what they start out with. So it's not a whole lot of money, but it's certainly a lot more than what a lot of other jobs are offering with benefits. Um, and then a lot of uh, a lot of students also go on to be lobbyists, and those are very lucrative positions uh, as well. So, um, getting involved at the um, legislative level, 
opens up so many opportunities uh, for students. And I would say take advantage of them, regardless if you're a Democrat or a Republican. You know, I'm a Democrat, but if you're a Republican, get involved with your local party and volunteer on campaigns um, so that when there are opportunities available, you know, you're, you're standing there and you're ready to raise your hand and say that I have that experience. I've done all these things. I'm ready on day one. Um, to take on this challenge and hold this position. And, you know, if you show up, you volunteer, you work, you help out, um, people are going to remember that and they're going to want to see you succeed. For me, I think, you know, um, seeing young people get involved um, is one of the greatest things, the most rewarding things. I tell people, particularly young people, this District 95 is not a seat that I own. District 95 is a seat that I hold temporarily because someone else is going to come along. Hopefully someone younger is going to come along after I'm done and retired to fill that space and work on the betterment for the people in my district and also people in the state of Indiana. Absolutely. Thank you. That's really great advice. So if students have any questions, would it be okay if they reached out to you, maybe through our Walter Center Success Network, which is our um, networking platform? Yes, it is. And I did fill, that, um, fill out my paperwork. So Perfect. please reach out to me. Yeah, reach out to me if they have any questions about anything. Um, I love to talk and assist and help any way that I can. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Cherish. It was great hearing your story. And thanks for being here with us today. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening and um, we'll see you next time.